Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So for my entire career as a trader, I've never believed or recommended that you have some type of quota that you hit as far as shutting down your trading once you get to a certain level. In today's podcast, I'm going to talk about the one exception and also why it's important not to be a one-trick pony when it comes to your trading. As a um, but certainly if you're someone that's looking to take the prop firm route and you need to up your frequency because you need a certain requirement, then that's something you'll go to. Something else, if you guys saw this weekend's video, right? It was, um, what was the stat? Let me see if I can bring it up real quick, guys. Sorry. It was an interesting stat. I actually don't think I mentioned it in the video because it would have been way too long. The video was entirely too long already, right? This guy can talk. The gift of gab, right? It was... This one right here. All of them, and them meaning successful traders, all of them trade conservatively and make sure they get paid. I'm going to say that again. All of them trade conservatively and make sure they get paid. None of them risk more than 2% per trading day, and they stop when they have reached 4 to 8% in profit until the pay cycle has ended. And essentially that means is that they bank, they, 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 they bank their profit. So you don't necessarily have to agree with stopping trading. Um, that is an interesting, that's an interesting topic for discussion as well, which which um, it may differ depending on it. So here's the thing, right? So I'm part of a, well, I'm not technically part of a board, but I'm in an, in an, in an advisory role. Sheesh. I'm in an advisory role for a nonprofit. Um, I can't technically be a board member. Um, but I'm essentially a board member. I just can't technically vote. Um, and we were, we were talking about our investment portfolio and what we wanted to do with it. And we've got kind of two different sides of it, right? We've got people that, we, well, we three different sides. We've got people that know nothing about money, so they just stay out of it. We've got a group that wants to be highly aggressive with our investment strategy, Right. They're, they're looking at the returns and it's like the investment portfolio for that nonprofit made about 14% last year and they're freaking out. They're like, we, we could have easily made 20 something. Like, why are we leaving free money on the table? You got the other side that is very conservative and is like, well, you know, risk adverse. The key is we want to have, you know, this blah, 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 blah. Right. And we, 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 we brought up the topic of it's important to understand that when you're managing money or, or dealing with money that isn't your own, you can't necessarily treat it the same way that you would treat your own money, right? So 
Andrew may be super aggressive with his own money. He may have a super aggressive risk appetite when it's his money. He's like, look, I'm, I'm willing to risk it for the biscuit. But should he necessarily take that strategy if he's managing hundreds of thousands for someone else? Right. So the situation you're in may dictate how you trade. So from a personal trading perspective, you guys know my feeling on stop trading, right? If you hit a certain level, you should no, you should never stop trading, right? Why would you ever stop trading? Right? People stop trading when they hit a certain level of profit. Well, why? What if you what you this may be your killer month. You may make more profit. You never want to do that. However, if you're in a situation where you're funded and you have certain requirements, and that's the difference. As retail traders, we don't necessarily, I mean, we don't talk about ever having monthly goals aside from like following your rules. No, we don't have any monthly outcome goals. So there's no reason to stop at a 5% return because there's no goals. But if you're in a situation where you have a requirement and there are repercussions, I guess, of not hitting that requirement, it may not be a bad idea to stop once you've hit that requirement. Does that make sense? So like if if Bobby is trading his own money and Bobby starts off hot beginning of the month, gets 8% or is at 10% and then cools off and give some of it back and ends the month with 6%, right? There's no repercussion for that, right? Bobby's like, huh, I was at 10, now I'm at six. Still a good month. If Bobby's trading for a prop firm and let's say there's a consequence, if he doesn't hit 4%, then he's defunded, just as a harsh example, right? When Bobby reaches that 6%, is it worth the risk of continuing to trade, right? On one hand, you can make more money. Right. And your your profit split, you know, with what you make from that profit split, it probably isn't going to be that much. So that's the reward. The reward is if you keep trading, you can make more money. You can get a little bit more in your profit share. Right. Yeah. The risk. Is that Bobby loses his funding if he doesn't hit his level. Now, what. It, it's funny because if we're thinking about being risk averse, what's the what's the safer play here? It's the it's the bank your money, is it not? It's the bank your money. So I thought that was a really interesting point. Again, I didn't bring it up because I knew it would. It, I don't. I think it was a little bit too advanced for the YouTube community. I didn't want to confuse more people than we needed to. But you got to understand that it's trading when, when it when it becomes a business. It is situational. You know, in my own money management story, I, I was the same way. Yeah, when I was managing money for others, um, I was the same way. Once I made a certain amount, I got really conservative. And part of that is because guess what? I only got paid off new equity highs. So it was it, it, it was it was in my benefit not to once I created new equity highs, not to blow it because then I don't get paid at the end of the month. Now, again, you're not sabotaging anything. You're not doing anything like that. But once you've hit a level, you want to be conservative. And if, hey, if it's close to the end of the month, 
you know, sometimes you just let the end of the month happen. And, and we see that on bigger bases as well. You see portfolio balances, balancing with hedge funds and, and, and all this stuff. That's why you got to be careful. End of quarters, end of years, you see this weird stuff happening, right? That's why I say end of December, there's no point of trading, like no one's doing anything dumb. But that's something that needs to be considered as, as well as the kind of strategy adjustment stuff that we talked about earlier. Yeah, and Bobby says, or maybe reduce risk, and, and that's a way as well. Let's say Bobby was risking 3%. Let's say Bobby keeps trading, but let's, let's bring that risk down to 1%. So you know in your math, hey, even, even if I lose a little bit, right, I'm still going to be in this range. Uh, Jagger says, do you have to be profitable every month for these prop prop firms? It's good. The rules and, and, and they're going to vary. It vary from firm to firm. It also varies from challenge to unchallenge, right? Once Cody passed the challenge, is really, really harsh. Once Cody passed the challenge, it actually loosened up quite a bit. Right? Once you pass the, once you pass the challenge and you've proved yourself, right? It's like, it's like being... Um, what is it like? I don't know if you guys have ever been a part of like a fraternity or sorority, right? You got to go through like hell week. You got to do all this dumb stuff and, and, and earn your right into the sorority or fraternity. And then once you cross, right, now it's easy, right? You don't, you don't got to walk around with, uh, you know, with a, a, a dog bowl, eating, eating food of a dog bowl every day. You don't got to do that stuff no more. I don't even know if you're allowed to do that anymore, man. We've we, we gotten so protective on hazing and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, once you pass it, then it gets a little bit easier. But yeah, but that that that'll that'll change from from firm to firm. But that's more the business side, and again, it is it is a little bit different, right? You you have to adjust, you have to adjust yourself, you have to adjust your strategy. Just how we say you you want to fit trading around your life, you've got to fit trading around the requirements of your firm. And this brings up more and more emphasis on why you have to be a well-rounded trader, right? I, I, I don't believe, I don't believe you can be consistently, and I used, to, I used to think this, I used to do this, live by this, but I don't think you can be consistently profitable if you are just set in a single way of trading. You have a single moving average strategy that you came up with and you make no adjustments ever. One, we know the market conditions change, but if you're trying to build your business into, you know, whether it's prop firm trading or doing something else, you've got to make adjustments, right? We talked to Mike Bellafiore over at S&P a lot. And one of the reasons he likes or loves, I should say, how we teach traders over here is because we're not teaching specific strategies. I mean, we are teaching specific strategies, but the message isn't just like, hey, learn this strategy and be good forever, right? We're teaching you how to be well-rounded traders. So the traders that he gets from us right? They have specific strategies and specific ways that they teach and all that fun stuff. But the traders that he gets from us, they're, they're, it's very easy for them to adapt because they, they're just not a one-trick pony, right? I see the same thing in track and field, right? I recruit athletes from all over the country. And there are a lot of, when I talk to them, I always ask them about their coaching background. Um, meaning like, you know, what do they do at their program? And you get athletes that had horrible coaches. You get athletes that have good coaches. I always thank the coaches of the athletes, uh, the, the good ones, because I say they were better prepared to adapt and adjust. 
right? They were set up to be successful. Now, the other ones can be successful too, but the, the learning curve is a little bit longer. Some people, you've got to readjust, break down all the bad habits, teach them from scratch, and that can take a year. Others, they come in and they're ready to go. Oh, I know exactly what that is, and, and they're, they're, they're acclimated pretty quickly. And it just makes life easier on, on my behalf. Now, the difference is in coaching, I got them for four years, right? And there's no money on the line per se. You're going to a trading desk and, and, and trading hundreds of thousands of dollars. There's something on the line, right? That that learning curve can't be too long, right? They can't invest that much time in making sure you know what you're doing because they're, you know, there's money at stake. So you have to be able to adjust quickly or else they're wasting time training, wasting time and money training you. Andrews in psychology, I know I can take larger drawdowns, which you think would be my strength, but it would be a problem for me attracting hedge fund investment. Yep, I, I had to make that. Yeah, that, that's the, the biggest lesson I learned when I was um, managing money. I was all about like, hey, I can create this. You know, I was, I was rat, rat, you know, ratcheting up the, the spreadsheet. I can create this much money for you. Yeah, what about that 15% drawdown, Akil? Well, yeah, but it's a 50% return. Yeah, but... And I learned like, OK, I can't do that. Um, do, 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 do. Scrolling through the rest of the questions. Um, yeah, cool. All right. Good talk. Any more questions on that? That's how you kick off a Monday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Do me a favor, like, follow, share before you head out. Also, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just YouTube search Akil Stokes. It'll pop right up. Lots of videos for you, including new additions added each and every week to help you along your path of becoming a consistently profitable trader. Thank you in advance, and I'll see you over on YouTube.